Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith, and you probably heard over the weekend that there was another terrorist attack in Europe, this time in a suburb of Paris. A school teacher was beheaded after showing cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad in his class. This is something we've heard of before. Muslims killing non-believers, the infidel. There's a, a saying in Islam, it comes out of the Quran, there's a term that they call the infidel, kafir, or the kufar would be the plural version of it. It's actually a dirty word. i got to be careful how I explain this because I need to keep this PG, but let me just simply say excrement. You're the excrement. You're the filth. And the idea here is that Muhammad demands the ridding of the world of the filth. Once the world is rid of the filth, kufar, then there'll be peace. You've heard probably some people say that the word Islam means peace. You, you probably heard that, and that's a lie. That's not true. The word Islam truly means submission, surrender. The term Islam does not mean peace, but the goal of Islam is peace. The, the idea here is that once you are truly submitted to Allah, once you've submitted and surrendered to Allah, then you, we call you a Muslim, the surrendered one. If you surrender to Allah, then you'll have peace. You only gain peace by being surrendered. And if the kafir, the unbeliever, will not submit willingly, then he is either to be forced to do it, you oppress them to do it until they do, uh, agree to do it, or kill them, remove them. That's the way they bring the world into peace, to either make you a Muslim, a surrendered one, submitted, or eliminate you. And here we have an individual in France, which we can't really truly call Europe now a Christian continent, certainly um, uh, secular, paganistic maybe to some extent, uh, most of um, most of the people in Europe are atheist or agnostic. In my personal experience living over in England for 29 years, I would give it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 people that I would talk to would claim to be unbelievers. Uh, I don't have a religion. I don't have a faith. I, I don't believe in God. and uh, Or I don't think he exists. They're not practicing any religion, so to speak. France would be very, very similar in that area. and and they've, But they've allowed a great number of Muslims to move into their country. France has the largest population of Muslims in all of Europe. And they're exercising more of their control. We, you've been hearing, and it is true, that there's these no-go zones in areas of France. Well, they, they do exist. The police are very hesitant to go into these areas because they are controlled by the Muslim mob. And I'm using my words carefully. Uh, they, uh, they control these areas and do not allow law enforcement in often. Uh, 
And so, and so one of the suburb areas of Paris, a teacher was showing pictures of cartoons of Muhammad. Now, if you remember back five years ago, I think it is now, maybe four, we had the Charlie Hebdo attacks when uh, ISIS had infiltrated into these immigrants that were pouring into Europe, coming from Syria. Uh, the, the, the doors had, in a sense, been broken down. Europe kind of opened their arms and said, come, we'll take these refugees, and they poured in. About 5 million Muslims from the Middle East poured in. Now, not all of them were from, uh, uh, from Syria, but ISIS had taken over the area, broken into the area, and had passports and were handing them out freely. And so people who weren't even Syrians, weren't even Arabs, were coming into Europe, a big flood of them. Not long after that, we had a number of series of Islamic attacks, and one of the things they attacked was Charlie Hebdo. Now, Charlie Hebdo magazine is a very vile uh, publication. It really is. They take shots at anything that's sacred. Uh, They are a satiric um, publication. Their satire is is, uh, rude and crude and very... Um, um, they hit hard at religion, no matter what your faith is. And again, this is this agnostic, uh, atheistic, angry at God, rebellion attitude that is alive in Europe. And, and of course, the, the Muslims take deep, deep offense to it. Let me read to you a little bit out of the Quran when it comes to issues of blasphemy. You see, the, the idea, the, the Ummah there, the scholars in the sheikhs of Islam have long held that waging of war is not just physical but verbal. There are two types, basically, of, of holding forth war, uh, warfare. Uh, the, the, the muharba uh, term basically there is that you can either do it physically or verbally. Harb means war. And, um, and so when war is declared by the unbeliever against Islam, Muslims feel that they now have the open right, the duty to protect their faith, their God, their prophet, and to carry out God's directive. And uh, let me quote to you out of the Quran, chapter 33, verse 57. Those who abuse Allah and his messenger. So if you abuse Allah, the God, and his messenger, the prophet Muhammad, verbally, then Allah has cursed them in this world and the hereafter and prepared for them a humiliating punishment. So they are to be humiliated. Um, chapter 5, verse 33, the penalty for those who wage war against Allah and his messenger, again, Allah, the God of, of Islam, the messenger, Muhammad, and strive upon the earth to cause mischief that they may be killed or crucified or that their hands and feet be cut from opposite sides or that they be exiled from the land.
Let me read to you out of the Sharia law book. I've mentioned this, and and I. And by the way, we got a host of new listeners there. We're on a new radio uh, program. Some of our regulars here that listen to our broadcast, you're well familiar. If you've got a copy of my book, Refuting Islam, I have a chapter dealing with jihad. And, and, um, and let me quote to you out of one of the Islam's highest source, the... Uh, the Reliance of the Traveler, which is the handbook of Sharia law. This is the Sharia of uh, the law of Islam. And in section 09.0, we come to the topic of jihad. And it first defines it, and then it will quote the Quran, and it will quote, uh, it will quote their God, Allah, through the Quran. Then it will quote the Prophet through the Hadiths. So let me read this section to you. Jihad means to war against non-Muslims. It is etymologically derived from the word mujahada, jihad, mujahada, signifying warfare to establish the religion. And then it will, um, it gets into lesser jihad and greater jihad. The lesser jihad is, um, you know, uh, actually, they call it the lesser, the, the, the warfare against the unbeliever, taking up the sword. They call that the lesser jihad, and the greater jihad is the spiritual fight that we all have against evil uh, in your own mind and so on. That's greater because it's global. Everyone deals with it. Not everyone will have jihad, the actual fight, but everyone will have the global jihad, and they call that the greater. Um, and... Uh, and so let me quote to you the scriptures, uh, Quran, uh, chapter 2, verse 216. Now we say surah, usually surah means the chapter. Surah 2, 216, fighting is prescribed for you. Surah 489, slay them wherever you find them. Surah 936, fighting the idolaters utterly. So it's established that you are to do this. Now this isn't... Um, you know, just only for the radical Muslims, not only for the... This is for all Muslims. This is your job. This is your duty. Then it will quote the Hadith, and both of them come out of the Bukhari and uh, and the Muslim a collection of the uh, sayings of Muhammad. And uh, they quote, I have been commanded to fight... This is Muhammad saying, I have been commanded to fight people until they testify that there is no God but Allah... And that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and perform the prayer and pay zakah. If they say it, so if they if they pray to Allah and if they pay zakah, they pay their tithes. If they say it, they have saved their blood and possessions from me. So in other words, if they do these things, then we'll leave them alone. Uh, they can keep their goods. Uh, I don't have to fight them. I don't have to kill them. They can, uh, they can live. But if they refuse then I must fight them. Uh, Muhammad saying, I've been commanded. This is what God has commanded me to do. And, uh, and then later, of course, he commands this of others. Um, then he says, to go forth in the morning and the evening to fight in the path of Allah is better than the whole world and everything in it. So in other words, if you join the jihad, if you get involved there, this is more valuable to you. Your reward in heaven will be more valuable to you than anything in the world. Now, let me go ahead and, and cover this. I don't have this in my notes, but I'm going to jump to this. Um, 
Muhammad taught of the five blessings of the Shahid. The Shahid is the martyr, the one who dies fighting and performing jihad. Now, if you'll notice in the story, the man who beheaded, he was an 18-year-old Muslim Chechen immigrant that came into their country that France welcomed, opened their hearts, and said, come here and have peace here. Uh, and he goes and kills one of their citizens. Um, and he, he was later shot and killed by the police. These Muslims, when they commit this crime, they want to die doing it. In England, when there was a beheading of, uh, of a soldier there in London, uh, you know, they waited around. The two Muslims waited around to be shot and killed. Why? Because uh, in the five blessings of the Shaheed, if they die performing jihad, They'll, number one, they'll have uh, all their sins will be forgiven the moment their blood is shed. They'll have uh, the highest, uh, uh, you know, there's seven realms of heaven. They'll live in the highest realm. They'll have all these blessings. But ne- but the, the, the fifth of the seven blessings, um, he'll plead for 70 others. Uh, so he'll, he'll get not only himself salvation, he'll gain salvation for 70 others, but then you'll have the promise of the 72 virgins. He'll be married to 72 Al-Horalin. He'll be uh, able, and I won't go into radio here, of all the things he'll do to these uh, uh, virgins and so on there. But uh, the, these are the promises that they're after. Don't tell me Islam is a religion of peace. That is a lie. It's a religion of the sword, and we must oppose it. The evidence is high. The evidence is clear. We ought to speak the truth and stand for righteousness. That's going to be it for today. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage.